is time for another episode of the Tan and J Man Show, your mom's favorite podcast. <laughs> so, I like uh, that. Uh, yeah, hope all the moms out there had a fantastic Mother's Day uh, yesterday. Had some pretty decent weather for the first time in a while. So uh, hope everyone was able to celebrate their mother yesterday. How you doing tonight, there, T Dog? I'm doing well, J Man. Uh... Had my uh, first action on the golf on a golf course, other than driving range all year today. Playing a golf outing for work, so that's why I got a little sun. I can feel I'm a little red, but uh, I had a good time. Uh, how'd it go? <laughs> I hit it really well today. Really? Putting, not so much. We all struggled with the putting. We played at Swan Lake Resort in uh, Plymouth, nice. and we always struggle putting there. But no, I was. Fairly pleased and fairly happy with the way I hit the ball today. So nice. wasn't wasn't near as ugly as I, I uh, anticipated it being, but is still some room for improvement. You, is this the latest in the year that you've uh, that you've gone out for the first time in a long time? I, I think so. I think so. Um, but yeah, I, I was able to get to the driving range a couple times last week, knowing my outing was coming up today. Um, but had not been able to get a round of nine or 18 under my belt anywhere. So, uh, hitting out of the rough, a little different today than hitting off a perfect lie off the driving range, sure. but, but yeah. it was still fun, beautiful weather, good cause the cultivate golf outing. They always do a good job. There is big, big outing. Uh, Swan Lake has two courses of 18 holes. So that's 36 holes and they had two teams per hole. So Bang. a lot of people, a lot of people to play but uh yeah good time good time but uh, doing well today ready to talk some sports with you tonight and like you said happy late mother's mother's day to all the mothers out there and hope everybody had a good day yesterday so yes sir with all that said i got some birdie or bogey ready for you um let's see here um uh, let's see here it's mlb related so Zach Greinke, he struck mm-hmm. out uh, struck out Joey Weimer, 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 to end Weimer. the fifth inning over the weekend in the start. He was the thousandth different batter Greinke has struck out in his career. He's yep. the fifth player ever to do that, according to the MLB. Name the other four. Oh, man. Struck and out I'll a thousand s- different batters. batters. Huh? I'll say you, you get three for a par. Four for a birdie. I'll give you a par a par scenario this week. It's a good one. I did see that he um, he did that, but I did not see the trivia question of who the other guys were. So uh, I'll uh, I'd be very happy with a par tonight, but uh, the likelihood I get a par is probably. Eh, I don't probably, know. Probably got a decent shot at a par. Yeah, I, I think you got a decent yeah. shot at par, but and you are one stroke we'll up for the season standings as I got a bogey last week. I was trying to find an NBA question, but I I couldn't find anything good. By Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. Over the weekend, their special was coconut curry halibut. uh, Halibut filet poached in a bright and creamy coconut curry sauce on a bed of snow peas. Uh, This dish is finished with a drizzle. Of coconut milk pickled rice. I don't even know why I'm giving you the specials because it's probably not even going to be special this upcoming weekend. <laughs> but uh, it, it was their special over the weekend. So you got stuff to look forward to 
because uh, you never know what they're going to roll out each weekend, and it's always uh, looking pretty dang good. Well, and I think it's fine that you still read the special, even though it's already happened, because it gives our viewers and, and listeners um, an idea of some of the cuisine they offer. Yeah. So That's right. Mm-hmm. That is right. Get your veggies. I miss that. They still do got veggies. They got veggies with all their plates oh, yeah, there. So you can, you can still go there and get some fresh veggies. and uh, Bring it back and, about uh, once a month. Yeah, and thank you to everybody that is watching live on episode, episode 33 of the Tan and J-Man Show. Live tonight on the ISC Sports Network, on the ISC Sports Network YouTube page, on the Tan and J-Man Show Facebook page, and the ISC Sports Network Twitter page. Really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody who's listening on your favorite podcast platform if you're doing so in future tense on uh May 16th on Tuesday morning when it drops. So hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit the review, do all those things, follows, do all those things. Not only to us, but the ISC Sports Network as well. So really appreciate it. What are we starting off tonight with, J-Man? All is in your court. No, it was in my court last week, so it's in your court. Uh, Do you want to talk uh, NFL schedule? Yeah, let's do it. So the schedule was released on uh, Thursday uh, last week, and um, some interesting matchups. You knew the typical teams were going to get the a bunch of the primetime games. Um, like, I mean, you know, the Cowboys are going to get them. Uh, the NFC East as a whole, is, they're they're going to get primetime games. But then you also have the defending Super Bowl champs like the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you have the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals. You knew they were all going to get a bunch. Cincinnati um, Bengals. Detroit Lions somehow got four. NFL's liking the hype, man. Um, I don't see the I I don't understand the hype. I should say I know they played really well at the end of the year, uh, but how often have we seen teams play really well at the end of the year and then it just not carry over? Um, I don't buy the hype in the Lions. Don't buy the hype. Maybe maybe I'm too close to Chicago that I'm not buying the hype with the Bears. Uh, well, well, Bears, well not, at least in, the Bears fans anyway. I don't think it's always just the hype with Chicago. Chicago got quite a few primetime games last year. I think it's just the market. Yeah, it's ratings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which which that makes sense, and that's why Green Bay got as many as they did as well. Because uh, I don't think many people think they'll be very good. Uh, especially losing Aaron Rodgers. He knew the Jets were going to get a bunch with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers coming there, and it's, an, and it's a New York market. Um, but uh, and, and then, of course, you had the teams that made the playoffs last year that are supposed to be pretty good. They got a decent amount. Giants got a decent amount. Dolphins, I think, had three or four. Um, yeah, I'm sure the Chargers had some. Um, Jacksonville, the, I'm the sure AFC West, all, all the AFC West had quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and, and the Raiders are kind of in the same boat as, like, the Bears team that this could be okay not gonna be great but again Raiders straw bunch of uh ratings so you knew they were gonna get them um chargers actually had six primetime games yeah. looks like chiefs chargers bills and cowboys had six all uh good teams surprised the chargers got that many um the one thing that kind of annoys me uh with the chargers and justin herbert is um not as many people talk about them blowing a 28 point lead in the playoffs um like they should be. Um, if that was that, I'm, I, I, there's always comparisons between Tua and Herbert. But if Tua would have done that, they would have been, uh, he, he would have been crucified, crucified in the media. Haven't barely heard a word about Justin Herbert blowing that game. Anyway, uh, that's my, that's my Justin Herbert rant. I don't the, like the uh, Chargers, so I'm right there with you. For the week. Um, but, um, yeah, Chargers have become a big, uh, big draw because of Justin Herbert, and they should be pretty good. Of course, the Bills. 
course the Chiefs. Um, the four teams that uh, did not, can you guess the four teams that have zero? Well, I know the Colts are one, which really surprised me. I figured they'd at least get a Thursday night game. Um, yeah. Colts didn't. Uh, Houston, I'm guessing. Houston's another one. Um, I have not seen these, so I'm, I'm just guessing. Um, who else is a very attractive? Atlanta? Atlanta's another one. Yep, we got three uh, of the four so far. Who's the fourth? I feel like Carolina got one. Um, who? Uh, Browns? Nope, Browns must have one. Hmm. Um, this is kind of an interesting one, but at the same time, it's really not because they are projected to be probably the number one overall pick. Uh, but the past couple of years have been projected to be pretty good. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. I, I figured they would just because even though he's going to be injured probably to start the mm-hmm. season, Kyler Murray effect. I thought, right. You know, I thought they would at least get one because of him, but yeah. Um, hmm. We have, we have made it well known our dislike for Kyler Murray. And I, I, I personally don't think correct. Um, but correct. again, but I mean, he's, he's one high. of those players that, um, people are entertained by watching him. I guess sure. the style of street ball. I guess you can call it. Yeah, plays. and and they kind of they do kind of schedule it because he's. I mean, he's a hundred million dollar man, and he plays quarterback True. position. So, True. if you're a high price quarterback, you're probably going to get a prime time game. But again, he could miss the whole year. Um, right, and they might as well keep him out for the whole year because that team is going to be terrible. I don't even know who their projected starter is right now. Is it David Blau? Is he the projected starter right now? Is it McCoy or Blau? Um, maybe could probably probably Colt McCoy if he's still Assuming there. Assuming McCoy still there, yeah, else. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Um, any other uh, schedule thoughts? I haven't really. I, you know, I was really schedules a little bit, but I was really surprised the Broncos got four primetime games. I was gonna guess two. Um, maybe three max because I thought the Sean Payton effect might give them another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got a Thursday, a Sunday, a Monday, and a the a Christmas Eve night game, which is mm-hmm. on the NFL Network. I guess that's the fourth. Um, they got a, a Thursday night game uh, on the road to Arrowhead, which that's they play the Chiefs at least one of the two matchups is always prime time. It seems like they got a Sunday night home game against the Vikings, which is an interesting one. They got a Monday night game on the road at Buffalo. Not looking forward to that. And then the Christmas Eve night game at New England. So, um, interesting. Um, I still think even with the bad season last year, Russell Wilson attracts some eyeballs. And like I said, Sean Payton, I think, helped probably get one. Um, Um, Yeah, the Thursday nights are interesting because they are technically primetime. Yes. But uh, I I don't even view them as primetime games. Um, No. Which is, yeah, because the games usually aren't that good. They weren't last um, year. They, yeah, they were terrible last year. Um, the first uh, Black Friday um, game will be played, uh, Dolphins-Jets uh, in New York. Uh, so yep. that is an interesting one. Um, and I'm glad they're putting games on Black Friday, though it does kind of take away from college football a little bit because you do have some college football matchups that day. Um, but uh, – before we know it, I think um, I think the NFL is going to be uh, seven days a week. They're the kings of sports world. 
I mean, for sure. Just money, money, um, money maker. Yeah. Did you see today it was announced that Peacock, I'm going to bring it up here real quick so I don't I did not see this, the, so um I just saw it. It was probably an hour ago I saw it. Uh, the NFL announced that Peacock will be home for the first ever exclusive live-streamed NFL playoff game. Uh, the NFL wildcard playoff in primetime on Saturday, January 13th. Uh, so that will be the exclusive. It won't be on NBC. Um, it will only be on Peacock, which is interesting. It was a one-year deal, $110 million for one game. That doesn't shock me. Um, you know, I've, I know they've tried different things with that wild card. You know, it, ABC got it a few years ago for the first time in a long time. And, you right. know, they, they've tried things with Amazon Prime on the Thursday nights. Uh, things are going towards the streaming. I mean, they the NFL Sunday ticket now is a deal with YouTube TV for current subscribers and non-current yes. subscribers, which I think is great. Get away from DirecTV. That's should have been done years ago. Um, I still wish you could have a package of just one team. And it could be cheaper, yep, but I was just I about to say that. Don't know if they do that. Um, maybe someday. Um, but I've been. I think a lot of people have wanted that for years. But mm-hmm. at least we're getting in the right direction there with YouTube TV, in my opinion. Um, but no, I did not see that news about Peacock. But that doesn't shock me. Yeah. It'll be interesting, you know. Peacock's really pushing stuff. You no, know, Notre Dame has got a game a year on there. Um, we're gonna see Big Ten games. On yep. Peacock with the new uh, NBC, Fox, and CBS deal, which I'm really excited about. It's still weird to see, hear the uh, CBS uh, college football music with the Big Ten logos, but uh, we'll all get used to it, I think. I think we're really going to enjoy those triple headers. You know, the Fox noon to 3.30 CBS, then the night NBC game come fall. Mm-hmm. Come fall that's going to be fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I didn't see that, so that's interesting. Yeah. That I mean, that just proves the NFL is king. It's oh, yeah. it's a one year deal worth one hundred ten million. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah um, another thing with NFL schedule release. Uh, as a guy who works in marketing for a living, I always enjoy how the social media teams go about their schedule releases. And I, I checked out a few teams. I thought some did a lot better than others. I think the Tennessee Titans might have won it this year, yeah, in my opinion. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> um, asking people on Broadway, quote-unquote, fans. I don't know. Some might have been plants uh, what the uh, logos were, and they were all wrong, and yeah. it was pretty good stuff. Um, I, I like the Broncos one. Of course, I'm a fan of The Office, as are you. So I liked that this year. They got um, they did a little Office spoof with uh, – Peyton Manning involved and Angela off the office involved with the Broncos mascot. And you also had cameos from Meredith and Creed. Um, that was pretty fun. And then at the end, it was Excel, Excel spreadsheet with the Broncos schedule on it. That was kind of cool. Um, and they did a parkour uh, blooper reel too. That was, that was, that was kind of neat. Um, yeah. But so I always like to see the creativity of the social media teams. That's kind of one thing I look forward to. And I thought they did a good job. Not, there weren't too many leaks this year. No, no. Um, there, I, I, I mean, there's that. always there's always so many rumors, and yes. um, a lot. There there were some Dolphins rumors that ended up being true, like the Dolphins were going to play um, in L.A. on a Sunday night. I think week two. No, in in New England Sunday night week two, uh, and then in Philadelphia Sunday night. Which which you, usually the primetime games are the ones that's leaking. Um, so so that makes sense, but. Uh, Besides that, I didn't really see any leaks whatsoever. I did, um, and you, you said Dolphins. That sparked my my memory. I did, I did right away when I got the Broncos schedule 
check three games just from a weather standpoint. I was a little bummed to see out Miami week three. I was hoping that was later in the season. Uh, I was excited to see week four at Chicago. Get that out of the way early so you don't have cold. Week 10 at Buffalo could be worse, I guess, but that'll probably be a little chilly. Um, But those are the three right away I looked for. Yeah, so. It's uh, you know, all the whining that the Bills and their fans did about having to play in Miami week two with how hot it was and how exhausted they were. And then the Dolphins complained because they were getting ice balls thrown at yeah. them in, in December. Right. Uh, so this year, the um, NFL scheduled, I think the Dolphins play in Buffalo in October and Buffalo plays in Miami week 17. So uh, all's well that ends well, I yeah. guess. All all the complaining um, the NFL isn't. And you can only complain so much when you're playing division rivals. I feel like, you know, yeah. you play them twice a year. And that so some years that's probably got to line up and happen. I mean, it feels like Denver sure. plays at Arrowhead every year in December. Um, not that matters. They've lost to them a billion straight times. But, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it was all good. And now we know um, who's playing who and when and uh, get on to the next step of the offseason, which um, – Got uh, rookie camps going on right now, so yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of mini camps, uh, I saw a video clip of Bryce. Is it Bryce Young? Let's see. I I always get him and Bryce Love mixed up. Yes, yeah, so Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Yeah, yeah. Um, just taking a snap and kind of doing a little walkthrough rollout, and then he just kind of threw it for fun, and that thing got like over two million views. It's so crazy. Uh, once again. The NFL is king, but I will say Young looked so small out there, like incredibly small, yep. how short he was out there, um, which obviously they're not. I mean, we've seen some short quarterbacks, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, have Hall of Fame careers, but uh, those guys were a little bigger, uh, it feels like, than uh, Bryce Young is. So it'll be interesting. And it's, it, it sounds like Andy Dalton's going to take first string reps to start. <laughs> Andy, um, man, he's going to end up starting for as many teams as Vinny yeah. Testaverde by the time he hangs it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, uh, I did. I saw not one like that. Will Levis throwing a few passes, and Titan fans were just gushing about his release. And yeah. One, one Titan fan that fall on Twitter is a big Tennessee volunteer fan, of course, and goes, Maybe Will Levis didn't suck. Maybe it's Kentucky sucked after all. I'm like, oh my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> but you got to love it when you, and the Titans aren't a bad franchise. Don't get me wrong, but you know, the franchises like the Panthers who have been bad in the last few years, you got something to get excited about, you think. So, yeah, totally get it. You know, Cole fans, they keep being split. Ones I ask if they like the Richardson pick, I'll ask one they like it, I ask another they don't. So, yeah, um, NFL's king. I yep. uh, after after watching baseball here the past uh, three weeks, I am I am ready for uh, football season already. Well, I think uh, St. Louis Cardinal fans are right there with you, J Man. Even uh, though they, they did rolling, just man. they just mm-hmm. did get um, get the upper hand of the Cubs. So. Yeah, they've won five of their last six, and in that division, uh, they're probably only like two games out now. So. <laughs> well, let's talk about baseball. You're talking about baseball. Let's just <clears throat> let's go right into it. Baseball, yeah. Um, you know, Cubs are playing some really bad baseball right now. <laughs> um, pretty frustrated with them. Um, this team should be a lot better than what they well, – Let it, me pull up some J-Man like tweets. Feels like – I really haven't tweeted that much. I, I, still uh, that much. I saw some good ones the other day. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you're you're more than welcome to share oh, I'm, them. I'm, I'm, this, I'm this exact, <laughs> exact reason why, even when they were – 
good earlier in the year. I'm like, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not going to say they're good because I, I, I just felt like it was going to come crashing down uh, back down to earth to earth. And it, it certainly has. Um, offense has slowed down. I mean, you look at their numbers, though. They're still first in the National League on base percentage somehow. Um, they're fourth in runs scored, but a lot of that has been elevated by a three-game series in Oakland um, a few weeks ago where they just – uh, lit the world on fire. Um, pitching hasn't been good. Marcus Stroman was terrible yesterday. Uh, Hayden Wisniewski uh, was terrible um, on Saturday, and he just got sent down today. Jameson Tyone hasn't been good. Their bullpen's been abysmal. Boxberger and Fulmer, they're two uh, veteran guys they signed uh, to be uh, their back end of the bullpen have been, for the most part, terrible. Fulmer, his numbers are better, uh, or his numbers are worse than he's actually looked, and his peripherals look pretty good. Uh, but Boxberger's been horrendous. Keegan Thompson hasn't been that good. Alzelay's been pretty good. Uh, Mark Lauder Jr.'s been good. But other than that, they just haven't played good baseball. Um, offensively, it's it's just it's poor lineup construction, for one, from David Ross. And it's, it's getting to the point where I'm I'm ready for them to move on from him. Um, yeah, I got he, a couple tweets hired. in the holster here that you you yeah. you back that point up. He he was hired, you know, with his his buddies were still on the team, and he they thought he could take him to the next level. But now they're in this kind of this rebuilding period, and he hasn't proven that he can be the guy to take them to the next level. And um, having guys like Eric Hosmer uh, <laughs> still play a bunch. You have Nick Madrigal leading off. Madrigal has been one of the worst hitters in all of baseball this year, and he's leading them off. Uh, it, it's poor lineup uh, construction. It's it's poor roster construction uh, by uh, by Jed Hoyer as well, uh, in my opinion. But uh, some of the young guys have come up. Come up. Matt Mervis has come up, and he's he's kind of struggled so far. But again, you kind of let have to let him play through it. Christopher Morrell has come up and has lit the world on fire. Should have been up a long time ago. Finally getting a shot again. Uh, but right when he comes up, Nico Horner gets hurt. So um, arguably uh, one of their top two or three players is now on the injured list, hopefully back on Friday. Uh, but uh, you look at the schedule, they have Houston for three in Houston. They have at Philadelphia. They have Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm just by the beginning of June, it feels like they're going to be 10 games under 500 and one of the worst teams in the National League once again. And uh, if that were to be the case, I would, I would clean house. It's clearly not working. Uh, let's let's read some J-Man Cup tweets, shall we? Uh, May 9th, David Ross really sucks at his job. So does Jed Hoyer, by the way. Uh, May 10th, ban all umpires. May 10th, keeping yeah, Morell. Is that how you pronounce it, Morell? Mm-hmm. Down in AAA, if for as long as Jed did, should be considered treason. Uh, <laughs> May, May 12th, uh, Ban all umpires. Then he said, ban this entire crew. One and a half innings in, and they're the worst I've seen this year. It was true. They were bad. Um, had some positive ones, and then uh, positive May, ones aren't May 12th, if they send him back down, I will burn Jed Hoyer's house to the ground. And then uh, your latest tweet, May 14th, is getting time to is getting time for David Ross to go. Yeah, it's 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 reached that point where obviously they're going to let him play out the year, but if if they finish under 500 i don't see any scenario where it would be smart to bring him back Uh, this is now four years and outside of his first 16 games his manager he's been one of the worst like has one of the worst records of any manager in baseball started 13 and 3 in that covid 2020 year but since then it's just been 
for the most part, trash. Um, so he's good with the media, good guy, but um, it's not working. And you had a response to that getting time for David Ross to go by uh, Janice uh, Gemma. I, I, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your last name there, Janice. Let's see if he leaves him in as long as Wesneski yesterday. Oh, my God, he actually pulled the hook since Stroman isn't fooling anyone and the Cubs bats are still silent. Yeah. Ah, there uh, you go. <laughs> yeah, he left Wesneski in there to get absolutely shellacked. <laughs> what a word. Strowman wasn't much better yesterday. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Cubs, I mean, that division is so terrible. They're still only four games out, but right on their heels are the Cincinnati Red Legs. Cincinnati Reds. They're five games out. Cardinals have started playing better baseball. They're seven and a half games out. And, uh, you know, all that uh, talk about the St. Louis Cardinals demoting Wilson Contreras to DH duties only. Took them a week before they uh, changed their mind, and now he is their uh, – full-time starting catcher again um, there in St. Louis. So I, I don't know what's changed there. Um, unfortunately for the other teams in the NL Central, they had their opportunities to really separate from the St. Louis Cardinals, and they haven't done it. And the Cardinals are still kind of, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning the division uh, by the end of it. They're too talented not to. Um, but the Cincinnati Reds are the only team in the NL Central to have a winning record over their last 10 games, and they are uh, – Playing some pretty good baseball. They're kind of hanging in there still real early, only 40 games in. Uh, but um, they have won. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. They're six and four of their last ten, so that's not that great of a record. Uh, but uh, in the NL Central, that that is good. But the Reds did just call up one of their top prospects um, today, Matt McClain. He is a uh, – I think he's a middle infielder uh, – Second round pick, first round pick a few years ago out of uh, UCLA. He plays short, having a good, uh, real, real good year uh, down AAA. 38 games, he's at 12 homers, hitting 348. Uh, so at least the Reds have something to look forward to, uh, unlike the uh, Chicago Cubs uh, right now. But uh, that's probably just me being whiny uh, because it's been a uh, it's been a rough stretch of baseball since they started out hot, but. Not as bad as what the Pittsburgh Pirates are doing right now. They have lost. Uh, they've lost a bunch here the past uh, past few weeks, and you you knew it'd come crashing down. They have won one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. They they are two and eleven over their last thirteen games, uh, which uh, they went from twenty and eight all the way to twenty two and nineteen. Somehow they only lost three games in the standings. They're only a, a game and a half behind the Milwaukee Brewers uh, because, again, that division is so it's bad. It's not a good but division. <laughs> it's terrible. The other uh, central division is probably just Oh, bad. man. Yeah. Uh, the Minnesota Twins are winning that division at 23-18. and 18. Cleveland Guardians are 19-21, and 3-and-a-half. Hey, you got it right. Uh, I almost said Indians. I was so close <laughs> to saying Indians off the tip of my tongue. Detroit Tigers are four games out, 18-21. and 21. White Sox are getting doubled up. They are 14 and 28. Just... Uh, nine and a half games out. They just lost a series to the Kansas City Royals, who are 12 and 30. Um, <laughs> the White Sox fans, I would say I feel bad for you, but I really don't at all. It's kind of funny to me because a lot of White Sox fans made fun of the Cubs so much and how their core only went to the playoffs four times. They, they went four times, their core did, uh, five times to the playoffs and won one World Series. And White Sox fans, 
we're making fun of them. Well, look at their core now. Um, their window of opportunity was clearly so small that now um, they are 14 and 28 just a few years later. So uh, it does not break my heart to see the White Sox um, play terrible baseball um, here, especially when I live on the south south side of Chicago. I'm, I'm not south side Chicago, I will say. South that. suburbs. Uh, south suburbs of Chicago, where I would say it's probably 60 40 yeah. White Sox fans uh, to Cubs fans uh, down here. But um, American League East, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays split with the New York Yankees. That was a crazy uh, series. Yeah. Uh, Yankees had two comebacks of six runs or more, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Bow had one yesterday. Not, uh, not six hit. runs or more, but Bow had a comeback yesterday. And, and Rizzo keeps hitting yeah. well at home. Man. Yeah, uh, you look at his numbers on the road. I'm going to go bring him up right now because I saw him the other day. I'm like, this is not sustainable at all. No. Uh, but, uh, hey, he's he's perfect for that ballpark, yep. I will say. Bobblehead um, day yesterday, I believe. It was Anthony Rizzo bobblehead day yesterday. I saw that. I'm going to not get one of those. Um, <laughs> still, that I, I, was, I was literally talking to my dad over the weekend. I'm like, there's not really only one of those guys that was traded away. That's still painful. That's yeah. Rizzo, I thought yeah. he was going to be there forever. Yeah. Um, on the road, Anthony Rizzo's hitting 222 with a 310 on base and a 302 slugging. That is horrendous. Uh, they, they've played 25 home games, only 16 games on the road. So I could feel his numbers uh, turning around here a little sure. bit, but at home, he's hitting 374, eight homers, 453 on base, 681 slugging. Um, Play half your games at home, though, so if he keeps those numbers up, his overall numbers will look real good. Um, Yankees have started playing some better baseball. It was helped by the Oakland A's because the Oakland A's have helped pretty much every team out. So They far, are so played. bad. Um, yeah, I bot- bottom five team, I think, of our lifetimes. I'm not even being hyperbolic. I wouldn't even think. You've thrown um, some big words out today, my friend. Yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm a big-brained man. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Judge is back uh, for the Yankees. Uh, They obviously need him to be really good in order to be good. He's Um, back and he's uh, he's hitting bombs again. He is. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, if he plays more than 30 games a year the rest of his career, it'll be a shock to all of us because he he just doesn't play. Nah, he's Um, made of glass. He's made it like Anthony Davis is. Um, Aaron Judge has now hit – 29 multi-homer games. That's fifth all-time as a Yankee with Alex Rodriguez. Those who have hit more, Joe DiMaggio, 35, Lou Gehrig, 43, Mickey Mantle, 46, and Babe Ruth, 68. It's pretty good company. Uh, yeah, not bad. I would not have guessed Joe DiMaggio at 35 multi-homer games as a Yankee. Joe, Joe DiMaggio right. hit a lot of homers for him. I know. Um, that surprised me. All, uh, whenever I think of Joe DiMaggio, there's one guy I think of. Who's that? Kramer. Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't have much to add on the Yankees. I've been a really bad Yankee fan. I have not watched much Yankee baseball at all this year. So um, the Rays are still thirty-one and eleven, but man, right on their heels, Baltimore Orioles, twenty-six. Baby birds. Um, they are playing some good baseball, and people are are still not showing up. At Camden Yards, and it's kind of uh, kind of annoying because you have Baltimore's arguably, a weird sports town. It, it really is. It's it's a football town for sure. It is, but um, first and foremost. But uh, when the Orioles were good here five to eight years ago, they showed up. But uh, 
I don't know if they're not buying this team yet. They have one of the best, if not the best, young catcher in all of baseball, Adley Rutschman. Um, I would say he's definitely the best young catcher in baseball. He might even be the best overall catcher already. Um, he's been fantastic. Uh, Gunnar Henderson's kind of struggled. He was their other top prospect. But Cedric Mullins just hit for the cycle the other day. Um, they have a really good collection of young talent um, there, and their pitching has been – all their pitching needs to do is be okay. Um, which it has been. It's kind of middle of the pack um, in the uh, American League, but uh, they'll score runs, and uh, it is it has proven um, effective so far as they are twenty six and fourteen. Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay, Toronto Blue Jays are hanging in there as well, twenty four and sixteen. The Boston that's the best division in baseball. We talk about the bad divisions, both yeah. central divisions. Um, everyone in the AL East is at least three games over five hundred. Uh, the Boston Red Sox they did just get swept by the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, and I think the Red Sox will ultimately end up kind of falling back a little bit, but uh, they've hung in there as well. Uh, the AL West, Texas Rangers playing some good baseball, 10 games over 500. Houston Astros are right there. Angels, Mariners still in it. Uh, and then you have the Oakland A's who are 9-33. and 33, Just move man. to Las Vegas. Just just do they it. Did, they did close on a site yeah. today yeah. Uh, to build a 30,000-seat stadium, which 30,000 for uh, athletics is pretty good. Um, so that's pretty smart to keep it a little smaller, uh, but nine and 33, they are 17 games out already. And we're only on May 16th. Um, one of the worst starts ever. They are on pace. Let's see what they're on pace to be. I uh, hope it gives their on pace record, uh, their run differential. They are, they've scored 159 runs. They've given up 316. So how that is hundred and 67. They're minus 167. Uh, run differential, which is pathetic. Um, I don't even want to do the math on what they're on pace um, for their record to be, but uh, bad team. Uh, once again, the Dodgers are the best team in the National League West. The Padres have talked a lot. They spent a lot of money, but they're we picked them. We picked them to win it all, both of I us. Know. And... I, I, I don't understand it either. Uh, you have Fernando Tatis Jr. back. Um, you have Juan Soto. You have Manny Machado. Xander Bogarts. Is it a managerial uh, problem? I mean, their manager's Bob Melvin. He's been a very good for a long time, too. Uh, pitching, you look at their pitching, it's pretty good. Darvish, Snell, um, Ryan Weathers has been good. Josh Hader's been great back into the bullpen. Now they have Joe Musgrove back, and that will help. But uh, something's amiss there. Mm. Um, maybe too I, many egos? Maybe. Maybe, but it, it, it seems like that wouldn't be as much of an issue in baseball, you know, because it's kind you of an individual think, but... slash team sport. Yeah, but, that's a good uh, way to More put of it. an in, in individual sport than it is yeah. um, anything. So that's it's just it's kind of a conundrum there. Um, Another but, big word. Uh, Look at these words. You, you must have this like a tally or something you're trying to. <laughs> that was still one of the best Tan J Man show segments ever. That, 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 that was a fun one. That was a fun <laughs> one. We, we need to bring that one back. Uh, and, and in the NL East, yeah, Pitt, that that's a really good one, and I still don't really know what it means. I, th- I, th- I think it means a little off center, maybe. <laughs> Caddy Wampus. Yeah. I don't know what the actual definition of that is. I'll look it up as you're talking baseball. Um, NL East Braves ten games over five hundred. Phillies are five games out. Uh, Marlins five and a half. Mets five and a half. Mets have really struggled, struggled scoring runs um, here, uh, and. They're high-priced free agents like uh, 
Max Scherzer and um, Justin Verlander are back now. Uh, Scherzer, I guess Scherzer's been pretty much healthy all year, but uh, Verlander's back and he's had two good starts so far. But uh, Mets are really struggling to score runs. They are 13th in the National League in slugging percentage, 13th in batting average, uh, 6th in on-base percentage. Pete Alonso's hitting homers, but he's kind of slowed down doing that. Lindor's not having a great start to the year. Uh, Brandon Nimmo's been good. Uh, Dan Vogelbach's been pretty good. But uh, other than that, it's been uh, hasn't been a very good start to the year for the New York Mets, which I know neither of us are too um, upset about. But uh, I think that's going to do it from a baseball talk uh, this week. I haven't really seen anything on the Twitter um, that uh, I want to share at all. So, uh, yeah. Kenny Wampus is a, a variant of – Catawampus, another example of grand 19th century American slain. In addition to askew, Catawampus may refer to an imaginary fierce wild animal or may mean savage, destructive. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't even know how to use that in a sentence. but uh... Nope. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> but uh, I know we got on this day to talk about and... Mm-hmm. Um, Word Association, and NBA playoffs. But before that, I want to make sure I get a little golf talk in this week as this week is the week of the second major out of four for the year. The PGA Championship is played this week. Kind of snuck up on me, to be honest. I kind of forgot about it until today. Um, It's played at Oak Hill, which is a a golf course in Oklahoma. Uh, I think it's Oklahoma. I think I just knew it's not Oklahoma. It is. uh, Now i got to look it up because it is not Oklahoma. I'm thinking of a... Oak Hill Country Club is in Rochester, New York. Not even close to Oklahoma, <laughs> if it's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, it looks like Rochester, New York. Yeah. So uh, the top 100 players in the world all on the field this week for the PGA Championship. Um, so really good field. Um, your betting favorite out in Vegas, you have two of them, Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm. John Rahm is the winner of the first major of the year in the Masters. Scotty Scheffler won the Masters last year, won multiple tournaments last year, played really well over the weekend at the Byron Nelson, even though uh, Jason Day won his first tournament since 2018 yesterday. Wow. So good for him. It was crazy. They showed his family. It's crazy to see how much Dash Day has grown. I just remember him being a little guy. They were always showing camera. Now he's now he's not so little anymore. Uh, your boy Roy McIlroy's third in betting odds. Live. Live Tours, Brooks Kepka's fourth. Justin Thomas rounds out as fifth. Then you got Patrick Cantlay, Dustin Johnson, who was a winner on the Live Tour yesterday. And Jason Day's right there with Dustin, so they think he's going to be in the mix. He is a PGA champion, PGA uh, championship champion. Uh, Phil Mickelson's a massive underdog. Uh, first PGA championship he's played in since he won it in at Kiowa Island in 2021. Because if you remember, right, he set last year's out PGA championship. He was all that controversy with what he said about the Saudis and this and that. Um, but some other, no Tiger Woods in the field. That should be noted. I don't know when the next time we'll see Tiger. He's only on a four to six tournament schedule. But Tiger's caddy is uh, now on the bag with uh, Patrick Cantlay. So uh, Tiger, when he, he asked Tiger for permission, Tiger said, absolutely. Go win some tournaments, have fun. So Tiger's always been good about that with his caddies. If he's not playing, if they want to get on the bag for somebody else while he's out and make some money, 
he does he doesn't mind them doing so. Um, so after Jason Day, you have Xander Shafle, Colin Morikawa, right there at twenty two to one odds. Tony Finau, Cameron Young, Victor Hovland, Jordan Spieth, Max Homa, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Cameron Smith. Down at sixty five to one odds, you got uh, Ricky Fowler. Down sixty five to one odds. Uh, I am going on record. Ricky will get a top twenty finish this this Hold week. It. I, I'm booking it. I'm feeling good about it. Top 20. Plays well usually in the majors. Not saying he's going to win it or anything, but first major he's uh, played in since uh, since last year's uh, – I think he was in the Open Championship last year. He was in the PGA and Open last year. But I, th- I think he'll play well. He's top 50 in the world now, so I think he'll play well. Um, who's your pick? For this week's PGA Championship, oh, since you, you know didn't on. even since you didn't even know it was going on until today, what's going on? This will be the J Man's book and prediction of the week. Rory's getting it done. You can <laughs> book it. Hey, his last major he won nine years ago was a PGA Championship. Nine years ago, it's crazy. J Man's book and prediction of the week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life Home Auto Business Renters Workers Comp and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchinginfb.com. I saw uh, actually a TikTok uh, video of Tiger. He he was kind of mic'd up. I, I don't know when it was, but he said, yeah, Charlie outdrove me for the first time um, <laughs> this past week. And the only reason why is because I, I had some terrible shot in yeah. the woods. He, yeah. he, he, of course, didn't give the son uh, credit. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But he, but he goes, Char- Charlie is really hell-bent on beating me by the time he turns 15, which would I be think, absurd. I think Charlie's going to be pretty good, but yeah. he's got the biggest shoes to fill that any maybe yeah, any athlete. son of any athlete ever yeah. has ever tried to fill. Uh, you know, Jack Nicholas' son, Jackie, didn't make it too far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, that'd be an interesting conversation sometime. We should bring up athletes yeah. trying. You know, Jeffrey Jordan, he played for the fighting line eye, but he didn't. He didn't oh, Michael 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 shoes. <laughs> God about Jeffrey. Holy cow! <laughs> uh, but my pick for this week, I part of me wanted to go with a live golf guy. Um, I've been watching some more live golf on the CW. <laughs> interesting I, presentation. Uh, it's interesting. Heard- I heard they kicked it off for some episodes of the Goldberg. Yeah, my dad was not very happy because there was a three-way tie with two holes to go, and they that's they so went to their standard program. I'm like, they gotta fix that. That should not be happening. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, but I am gonna go with a PJ Tour guy, but a, he would be a first-time major winner. That's Oklahoma, a former Oklahoma State Cowboy Victor Hovland. Played pretty good at the Masters. I feel like his time's coming soon, and why not this week? So I'm picking Victor Hovland, uh, but plenty of guys on there. Huge field, like I said, top 100 in the world. Um, it should be should be a good one to watch. And then next month we'll have the U.S. Open on Father's Day weekend, and then we'll have the Open Championship in uh, July, and then major season will be over already. But uh, uh, speaking of live golf a little more, um, watching a, a few tournaments that I have, there are aspects I really like about it. Other aspects, not so much. I like the shotgun start, which if you're not a golfer and don't know what shotgun start is, that means everybody starts at the same time, just on different holes. Cool. So whereas the PGA Tours, uh, threesome or twosome by threesome or twosome, you know, all starting on the same hole, mm-hmm. five, ten of minutes apart, whatever it is. So I like that because that guarantees you no matter what hole you're going to be on, you're going to see some good golfers. Um, I'm not so sure about the music playing the whole time. It's more of a party atmosphere. Um, I, I, I'm sure our generation could get more accustomed to it than the older generation. Um, the team aspect of Liv's interesting. 
too, because you have an individual winner every week and a, and a team winner because each team has four golfers per team and they all have different names and everything and they're picked at the start of the year some are the same as last year some not uh so you so when you're watching live you have an individual leaderboard followed by right under it a team leaderboard and it, it, if you if you pick up on a live tournament mid tournament mid round it's confusing because things are shifting and blinking and going all over the place but i thought my dad brought up a good point when i was talking to him about the team aspect he goes you know if a guy's 10 under 10 under par going into the third round because they only play three rounds in live they don't play four they play friday saturday sunday if a guy is 10 under and then you got a guy like five over par the team aspect at least makes him want to try on sunday because he doesn't want to let his team down because they get a pretty good profit too and the winners get like three or four million a tournament and the team gets pretty good profit too so that part i do like but i don't think i don't see the pga tour ever adopting anything like a team um but i wish the pga tour would adopt a shotgun start um uh, maybe not. I, I still like the 72-hole format instead of the 54. And the live doesn't have cuts. That's why they do a 54-hole tournament without cuts. Um, but they do have to figure out going forward how to get the world rankings on live golf. Or there's going to be a lot of good, talented players not in major tournaments. Yeah. Because really, the Brooks Kepkas, Phil Mickelsons, Dustin Johnson, they're good to go. They've won majors. They're in the majors for a long time. But some of the other guys... They might be good this year or next year, but after that, unless they win one, they, they might not be back. So yeah. I think they got to figure that out. But other than that, you know, I I think competition's good for the yeah. world of golf, and it gives everybody another option to watch. That's just yeah. my personal opinion. I know it hasn't worked for other big major league sport, sports organizations and leagues, but maybe it'll work for golf. But there's some things that have to be buttoned up. Uh, that's all I got sure. for the golf talk. I just want to make sure I got that in there before we hit the hour mark. I have some word association here. I actually did this last week, so I thought I was doing word association last <laughs> week, and um, you told me no. I actually had, I uh, stole it from you. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, it had a Kentucky feel to it because the Kentucky Derby was played. So I just chose some random athletes that were born in Kentucky, uh, <laughs> starting with uh, Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey, one of my favorite all-time football players. I couldn't told you he was born in Kentucky. I figured he was born in Georgia where he went to college. I should have put where they were born at. Um, So my humblest of apologies. Um, He was actually born in Folkestone, Georgia. Never mind. Where where did I get this list from? (laughs) I was going to say. No, no, no. Sorry. He he went to high school in Folkestone, Georgia. He was born in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Okay. All right. I knew he was because I thought he was from Georgia. Yeah, I I, I knew he was born in Kentucky. Uh, Champ, one of the greatest cornerbacks in NFL history, was a good Redskin. People forget that before he was traded for Clint mm-hmm. Portis. That was one of the bigger NFL trades you'll see for player for player. You use because yeah. Clint Portis was a dude back then for the you Broncos. Barely see player for player anymore. Yeah, and then they traded for each other, and it worked out better for the Broncos than it did for the Redskins. But uh, yeah, Hall of Famer and uh, one of my favorites to this day. David Akers, great kicker, long time for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, just Mister Consistent. Uh, good cold weather kicker. Um, once again, I'm going to learn a lot because I didn't know he was born in Kentucky. Sean Alexander. <laughs> Went to Alabama. Was really good for the Seahawks. Graced the Madden 06 cover, I believe it was. Was one of the better running backs for, for a good four or five year stretch and then kind of fell off. But uh, yeah, he kind of he was part of that Seahawks team that lost the Steelers to Super Bowl 40. 
But uh, that's really when the, when the Seahawks became good in our lifetime. Yeah. Phil Sims. I'm not a fan. Uh, good New York Giants quarterback, but not a fan of his commentary and don't like his – never liked his analysis on uh, the Showtime uh, NFL show inside the NFL. But, um, yeah. yeah. One last football guy here, Paul Horning. I don't have much on him. Wasn't he a Notre Dame guy? I think you're right. He just passed away, I think, a year or two ago. Yeah. I believe. I mean, I know he's um, a legend, but I don't Yeah, I don't have much on him. Um, there's a ward, there's a ward named after him in college yeah. football. Or not. Uh, baseball here, Pee Wee Reese. One of the best names in MLB history, yeah, maybe sports history. Um, pretty, pretty good player, too. Yeah. Uh, Dan Ugla. He used to be one of my favorite players. Growing up, I like Dan the Man Ugla. He was a good Marlin. Also played for the Braves, maybe a few other teams, but Marlins is where I remember him from. Jay Buhner. Wow. Uh, Seattle Mariner. Um, yeah. Part of those really good Mariner teams. Um, yep. Uh, some basketball here. D'Angelo Russell. I forgot he's from Kentucky. One and done at uh, Ohio State and uh, had a heck of a game uh, for the Lakers against the um, against the Warriors. Yeah, uh, Alan Houston. Oh, that's a name I forgot. Longtime New York Nick, Knickerbocker with uh, he was with Spreewell and Ewing and Larry Johnson and those good uh, good uh, Nick team with uh, Jeff Van Gundy. Rex Chapman. <laughs> yeah, he's more known for his Twitter account than anything yeah, else. I when his Twitter was kind of blowing up, I had no idea he played in the NBA. I didn't know he was an athlete. I knew he did I from. I used to collect trading cards growing up, especially NBA. And I remember having his card as a member of the Phoenix Suns, yeah. but I never thought he was very good. He he was pretty. He was good at Kentucky, obviously. Had some decent years in the NBA, and I know he was a Miami Heat at one time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, Rajon Rondo. Hey Rondo, I knew that was uh, coming. Uh, a good <laughs> second round pick out of Kentucky. Uh, uh-huh. Was good for the Celtics for a long time. He's bounced around. Was a Laker for a little bit. Uh, triple double machine at one time. Always gonna get you about fifteen assists a night. A lot better pro than I ever thought he would be. Yeah, you would have asked us ten years ago, and we would have said, "Yeah, he's probably gonna be a Hall of Famer." It's, it's yeah. hard to believe. Uh, yeah, but, uh, he's not gonna be now. But uh, yeah, uh, two more here. Uh, random non-major sport guys. Muhammad Ali, greatest boxer of all time. I know you'll have mm. some that say Floyd Mayweather, but uh, flow like Mike butterfly, Tyson. sting like a bee. Uh, yeah, Mike Tyson, I mean, had in his prime, he was the toughest man on the planet, probably. But Muhammad Ali, man, was he's a cultural icon, not just not just yeah. a boxing icon. Uh, last one here, Michael Waltrip. Oh, good old M.W. Uh, not as famous as his brother, D.W., Daryl Waltrip. But Michael Waltrip is a two-time Daytona 500 winner. For a guy who only won a handful of NASCAR races, he won the biggest NASCAR race in the world twice. Yeah, so. it's pretty good. Yep. That is going to do it for Word Association this week. And that is the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. And I better get you educated why we are here, J-Man, before need we it. run out of time. You need it. I need it. We all need it. Let's see what's happened throughout sports history on May 15th. Uh, a lot of horse racing here. 
Um, let's see here. A lot of horse racing left. On this day, 1941, Joe DiMaggio, we spoke of him a little bit earlier, he started his 56-game hitting streak in a 13-1 Yankees loss. Mm-hmm. Don't know who they lost to, but they lost. Uh, on this day, 1952, Johnny London became the second jockey to ride 4,000 winners. Man, it's pretty good. That's a lot of winning horses. Wonder how many horses yeah. he rode in general. Oh man, I haven't ridden one. <laughs> I haven't I think either. We talked about this last week. We did. On this day, nineteen seventy-three, California Angel Nolan Ryan threw his first no-hitter as the Angels beat the Royals three-zero. It's pretty good. Um, uh, let's see here. Some soccer. On this day, 1991, the Red Sox and White Sox played then the slowest nine-inning game, which lasted four hours and 11 minutes. Man. that it, before Pre-pitch uh, clock rolls, that was about every Yankee-Red <laughs> Sox game. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. On this day, 1999, the Columbus Crew Stadium, now historic Crew Stadium, was the first MLS soccer stadium constructed in the United States. Um, let's see here. A lot of PGA players. That's when it was still played in May before it went back to March. And on this day, uh, last year, the Pirates won 1-0 over the Cincinnati Reds despite getting no hits. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Reds got off to somehow for, through their first like 25 games. It was even worse than what Oakland did this year. Then they kind of. I kind of played a little better the rest of the year, but uh, I do I do remember that it was a uh, it was a very fun uh, time to make fun of our buddy Andrew Eiler. Always is, always is, and that's the always on this day segment, which is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed products by visiting their Facebook page, Mooney Woodcrafts, or visiting them on Instagram, at Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your order. So get those signs in. They'll make a perfect Father's Day gift next month. Yes, sir. The conference finals are set in the NBA. We have the Heat in the Boston Celtics, and the Denver Nuggets, and the L.A. Lakers. The same four that were the finalists in the bubble year a few years ago in the oh, conference finals. Um, but I think the reverse happens. I think the Celtics get past the Heat this time, and I think the Nuggets get past the Lakers this time. And I will say both series go six games. Give me the Lakers. Um, of course. I have a real hard time <laughs> picking a Denver team. I know you do. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Um, no, Maybe you, you can't you can't root for the poor Nuggets. They've never made it to the NBA Finals. Nope, I can't. There's there's something about Jokic. I just do <laughs> what? Not, you do don't not like enjoy. him? Oh my something gosh! Don't like him? Oh, I might have to in this podcast like right now. This might be the last episode ever. Something about him. I don't know. Oh if it's man, you like him so much that that's probably that's probably seventy five percent. I do like him, and I think like he plays a fun style. Um, I think the Nuggets play a fun style of basketball. I haven't watched them. Um, <laughs> let's. I, I picked the Lakers. I yep. just the way the Lakers are playing, and it's LeBron. Um, once a team finally gets past them, um, which it might, it might be the Nuggets. 
Uh, I have a hard time picking them though, as I said, but uh, um, the way the Lakers have played here the past like month or so, it just, it just, LeBron's like getting help. LeBron's He's gonna, actually getting yeah, help too. LeBron's going to get there again. Uh, and then in the East, uh, give me the Celtics. Uh, Jason oh, Tatum. Lakers Celtics. <laughs> we haven't seen that a million times. <laughs> Legendary performance from Jason Tatum. He was amazing. Over 50 points. Uh, that was a real close game at half. Yeah. And then uh, the Celtics outscored him like, what was it, 33 to 9. Yeah, the MVP didn't quarter. show up. Yeah. And one of the yeah, most useless athletes. Yes, he whined afterwards about not getting him and James can't do it all well. James no, Harden's one of the most yeah. useless, useless superstars of any athlete ever. He, he, oh yeah, for he, sure. He no shows in big games. Yeah, um, he's never really he's never gotten to a finals. He's never has he even gotten to a conference championship game. Not that um, I can remember. Maybe Harden, when he was I, sixth man for the Thunder. Maybe. Yes. I, yeah, but not unless that was his first year in Houston. Rocket know. or a net um, or no? That, yeah, well, he obviously didn't get with them. But uh, completely agree with you. I think he's one of the more overrated superstars ever. He yep. uh, lives at the free throw line. That's where he gets the majority of his points. Um, but again, yeah, never, never really wins. Nope. And uh, that's part of his legacy. And now he's forced his way out of a couple franchises. And now he's probably going to f- try to force his way out of Philadelphia as well. And Philadelphia's just a team. They're, they're a semifinals team. Um, that's just what I, you know, they just can't get over the hump. They haven't got over the hump since Iverson back in 01. Just can't yeah. do it. Yeah, Embiid's a pretty unlikable uh, yeah, player in my opinion as well. He um, is. He, I mean, again, he, he whined after the game. Yep. Yeah, me and James don't get any help. Blah, blah, blah. Well, James James has won a lot of games on his own too when he was there in Cleveland. He has. Uh, and he, didn't have near the help that Embiid has uh, there in Philadelphia this year. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, this style of NBA has become unwatchable. It's even like I, I've never been a huge NBA fan, but it feels like it's just getting worse for me. Uh, ratings have gone down. I just don't think people are really tuning in that it, much. It's anymore. interesting now. You look at it, you got eight seed and a seven seed, and then two one seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, because Boston was – no, Boston was two seed. Excuse me, Milwaukee Boston was one was seed. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah, that – eight seed beat a one seed. But, um, so, but you know, Celtics have been pretty good. Heat, Lakers, they, they've all been in the finals the last five years, except Denver, who never has. So you got that one equalizer that I think a lot of the nation are going to be behind because they want to see the Lakers get knocked off. Um, yeah. But Eric Spolstra is a heck of a coach. That dude's proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I read there's been nine different coaches to lead their team to the final since 2015. Spolstra and Kerr are the only two remaining of those teams that, um, that oh, that's got there yeah. the first time and then got back. I mean, NBA's firing people left and right. Monty Williams yeah. fired. Yeah. Uh, Boot Budenholzer fired. Yeah. Um, um Nick yeah. Nurse fired. All yeah. the, all of these guys have won coach of the year here the past yeah. five years. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's just she brought the NBA ratings. I know we're press for time here but uh tnt's got this big decision to make and there's a lot of rumors that tnt's not gonna bring the nba back which would i mean because it's gonna cost so much money because nba tv rights are enormous um i can't imagine uh the nba not having tnt but that that could could become reality soon yeah Yeah. so we'll see but uh with that birdie bogey yes birdie or bogey question like i mentioned at the beginning of the program zach grinky became uh uh, she, he struck out a guy over the weekend for the, it was a thousand different batter. 
He became the fifth MLB pitcher to ever do that. Who are the other four to strike out a thousand different batters during their career? Three for par, four for birdie. Randy Johnson is one. Um, is Nolan Ryan one of them? Nolan Ryan's another. There we go. Oh, he is one. I didn't. There we go. Um, somebody who's around a long time and struck out a lot of batters. Those, I mean, in in my defense, those were two pretty easy guys to guess because they struck out a ton of guys. Um, Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox is third. Another Woo! one. So you got a par at least. Can you get a birdie here? There's one more guy, huh? Yep. So you at least have a one-stroke lead. He could bump it to two here if you get this right. Um, and I have no idea. A uh, guy who pitched for a long, long time. Um, that's not him, but Pedro. Good guess. Roger oh, Clemens. Oh, Josh. Same error. I should have gotten that one. That makes me very angry. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. I'll be sure to give Tanner a bogey next week. Have a fantastic week, everybody, and we'll be back at her next Monday.